on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. You don't want to see anybody struggle and you want to be able to help when you have to. And, uh, you know, do you need seven figures? Do you need all this income to do that? No, you don't, but it's a lot easier, right? It's a lot easier. Everybody is a lot happier, less stress. Less stress means you live longer, you live a happier, healthier life. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got RJ De Leon here on the King stage. My brother, how are you? I'm great. Great to be here, Chaz. Man, I appreciate you being here. You know, I always kind of have a little commentary here at the end. I always have a good, you know, good little amount of fun with my guests before we get rolling. And and the fun today with you is rolling that last name, that De Leon. Yeah, I like it. I like it. He says it better than me, folks. (laughs) Hey. You got to take names seriously. They mean something, okay? So, yes. but, it, but in all seriousness, RJ, what kind of business or businesses in this case do you have? Yeah, so jump right into it, I guess. I'm a real estate professional. So I started with investing in small multifamily properties, scaled up to a couple syndications. And because of that necessity of the construction component, I... Mm-hmm started a construction company. The construction company is what allowed me to leave my W-2 job. And uh, I tell everybody, real estate's a gateway drug. Now I'm in (laughs) investing in all different aspects, spaces, capital raising. We just closed out a capital raise for a cannabis cultivation facility. So super. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And is that a is that a new trajectory, a commercial space, or is that just a project that came across the desk that just was too good to pass? So it was an opportunity that came across the desk, but really, honestly, I did have a passion or an inkling towards that industry. Obviously, it's like it's like alcohol coming out of prohibition, right? It's a brand new shiny object, and for mm-hmm. you to be able to get in on the private side, that's an opportunity you don't want to pass up. So actually, my best friend is best friends with the operator who has over a decade worth of experience. And we're looking at being a $100 million company by then 2023. So I jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. How can you pass that up? And and like I liked how you said real estate was the gateway. It obviously has given you access to other, not only sets, but but opportunities then to use those skill sets. I th- you probably developed quite a bit right. of, you know, just opening up a construction company, investing into other types of businesses, takes due diligence and other types of mindset. So I'm excited right. to kind of peel out some nuggets from your history here. Before we get into your story, my first question always is, I mean, you're a young guy too. Like you've been doing this, you've been building this, you've been doing some big deals. Yeah, You've got a good amount of change. And you're still going to do it. You're still pressing hard. Why not just 
take the four Absolutely. hour work week and just retire on the beach. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's family. It's spending time with family and it's your comfort level, right? Because you build a standard of living that you want to live, that it takes to live comfortably. So yeah. are we there? Yeah, we could be there. But, you know, we want to be much more comfortable than we're, where we are at. But also at the same time, there's family members, you know, grandma, grandpa, mom, dads, people that did not uh, develop the mindsets that we have or haven't developed the type of businesses we have right. that may not be in the best position when they're retiring. So those are all family, people that we want to take care of. We don't ever really want to worry about money. And of course, like he said, we could retire, but... There's always a bigger, bigger goal, bigger focus out there, helping others, myself, family, and then philanthropic reasons as well. So, yeah, I mean, obviously just, just take us a second layer deep, you know, family, you mentioned, you know, parents, grandparents, give us a little bit of that. Plus the philanthropic view, like why, why is that so close to your heart? Sure. So in the Filipino culture, it's actually up to the children to take care of the elders once they are of age to stop working. It's just, you know, in our culture. So whether or not I even knew about that when I was younger, it's sort of expected. And I could hear it out of the talk tracks of my mother, not so much my father, but, you know, it's one of those things, whether or not it, that was even expected, you always want to see your family in a good position right, right you don't want to right. see anybody struggle and you want to be able to help when you have to yeah. and uh you know do you need seven figures do you need all this income to do that no you don't but it's a lot easier right it's yeah. a lot easier everybody is a lot happier less stress less stress means you live longer you live a happier healthier life so yeah i'm curious from a cultural perspective is it like I did my dues as a parent? I took care of you when you couldn't take care of anything, when you had no income and, and you needed your hiney wiped. Now it's your turn to take care of me. Is that kind of the mindset? I, you know, I don't know diving too deep into the culture. I just know it's a thing. So, you know, quite possibly, I, I know we're not <laughs> the only culture that that is like that, but sure, sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of learning lessons with my family and, you know, definitely wouldn't trade that because that's w where where and why I am today. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I can hear, I mean, obviously I'm not Filipino, but I was raised by a single mom and there's been times where, you know, the, the language of, you know, and, 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 and it was so true for her of like, I sacrificed so much right early on. And even still now I would say she's, she just is such an incredible giver there's there's not like an expectation necessarily but there is you know like yeah hey i i you know you 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 needed me and and then i'm gonna need you which yep. you know that, that i guess that's what family's for like you said so the reality of that is is that whether we pick up that mantle or not is kind of what it what it leaves right yeah exactly all right. So my first question to you is more so around the history. I want to know the opportunity that you had to, like you said, mentioned, like you left your W2 job when the construction started. Maybe you want to talk about how you got started in real estate. I want to know the beginning-ish. Sure. Of you. Like, how did you become an entrepreneur? So I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, even from high school. I always remember thinking of different businesses. I want to start a hookah shop and then I want to do house flipping when I was like, <laughs> 
16. Sure. Uh, real estate always had a calling on my had a calling for me. So fast forward a few years, I never really had an idea of how to direct that energy. Yeah. Nobody really ever taught me. I had no mentors. I had I was really lost in what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. And I just yeah. had big goals, dreams, aspirations. And everybody's always like, yeah, it's RJ. Yeah, he wants to be a millionaire someday, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, no matter how I got there, I, I knew I want to run my own business. So right. fast forward, I had goals and steps. I started creating goals when I was inadvertent goals. So I was unhappy. I was a real estate accountant. I, I had my educated, education in accounting. But I was yeah. a bartending manager. I was a bartender. So when I was in accounting, I was real bored. Nobody was calling right. my name. I didn't want to be there. I want to be outside client facing. And they put a glass ceiling on me. So yeah. went to sales, met my beautiful, amazing wife. And she said, let's do real estate. And I said, all right, let's do it. Started educating. And that's really where that focus came in. It was... Yeah. It was really understanding that we got to build something bigger. She had large dreams, goals, aspirations. And I said, yes, I will follow you down this pathway. And we ended up buying our first property together eight months into the relationship. And it hasn't been smooth sailing since, but I taught a lot, right? We're, we're a new couple. We're new to business. We have high financial expectations. Yeah. new industries. So it was a little wild. It was a little crazy. And the reason I made that comment at the beginning about real estate's a gateway drug or a gateway to other investment opportunities is because learning about real estate, learning about investing, learning about money management, all that came from real estate. All of it yeah. came from understanding the business real estate. And then the networking to stay alive, to stay afloat, to keep growing. The networking's what brought other opportunities. Right, right. So that's where we're at. Yeah, I love that perspective that you gave with your wife of, you. I had this picture that you were talking about of like these just two incredible high profile <laughs> people coming together. Uh, and and it can be magic. It can also be a fireworks show. And it was and, for a little bit. It's not all roses and butterflies. It's not all rainbows. That's right. Um, that's right. You know, I would yeah. agree. My my wife, although not in the business necessarily, strong willed Italian, opinionated and passionate yeah. individual. And, yeah. and 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 it's it's good because high drivers. I think naturally high drivers are going to be maybe drawn to the opposite, like we always are. And and that's a you know, a doormat for lack of better terms. And yeah. I was thankful that um, in this case, it was, you know, a little bit of a fireworks show for me as well, a little bit. And it still is on the occasion, but we're 15 years in and it's like, man, if I had had anybody less strong, I, there's no way I could have become stronger, you know, and become yeah. all that I have been. And then also that I still hope to become. So I think I, that we're in alignment there. For I wholeheartedly agree with that. Definitely. And aspirations and ambitions keep getting bigger and bigger. And the core focus is, of that is family and going along the journey together. So yeah, you're right. Let's, um, let's talk about the early days. And again, you can use the early days because I know, you know, you're still within the first year of your construction company. So I think it's actually super applicable. So depending upon where you want to use your experience here. 
I want to draw upon a good choice that you've made in business, your real estate construction, investing, whatever, that you can catapult or that you can look back and you can see that it catapulted you, something that you can share that's super practical for the listener here. Sure. And it goes to that age old saying of your net worth is your net or your network is your net worth. Yeah. A hundred percent. That is true and true no matter what business you're in, because my business wouldn't have catapulted if I wasn't continually networking, continually out there shaking hands, right. putting my face out there, making myself vulnerable. You know, when you're new and you don't know much, being honest, open with the communication there, you know, people want to help those that they see are making an effort to become something better. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, hundred percent. But I do have to correct you. Um, the construction company is coming up on three years. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, so I misunderstood. Even better, even better. So it's not it's not a fresh, fresh, but you're still, you know, you're very much in the building process. Yep. So I love that. Okay, so tell me, tell me the moment in time, or maybe maybe the the. Thing that you went through that gave you that that mindset that epiphany so really it had to do with the first book i ever read the first book i picked up after decades of not reading and it was <laughs> it sounds like my story it was mindset by carol dweck okay and it was the difference between a growth and fixed mindset and realizing the fact that everybody has both and it's a constant struggle to recognize and change when you realize you're in a fixed mindset so right. that really opened up the box to self-reflection. How many times in my past have I, have I been telling myself I can't do something because some type of limiting belief, whether I heard it from somebody else or I see how difficult the journey is, you know, the battles are already lost before I fought the war because yeah. I told myself I can do something. And so true. So, you know, that. That mindset book led to this, you know, fruitful relationship with education, self-care, reading. I'm now reading, you know, a, a few books at a time. And I've read not hundreds of books, but I've, you know, been reading a handful of books. I'm actually, my feet are resting on about six of them right now. <laughs> right on the next stack. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's awesome. I, I relate to that as well. And I think that, you know, in today's world, you know, I've had some guests on here that, especially when later in the show, I asked for the book recommendation. They say, I don't, I don't read. The <laughs> reality is this is look, we can talk about education. You know, I'm a big fan of education, but I'm a college dropout. Yeah. I slept through high school. I had zero interest uh -huh. in learning any of what they were talking about. But yeah, as soon as I grabbed a hold of the things that moved the needle that actually grew me, changed me, all the things that you're just talking about, then it, it, I became a fiend. And so it, it's not, it's not education that's wrong. It's the, the process of how we're learning or even maybe what we're learning. So yeah. books, audible podcasts. Hey, I hear those yeah. are pretty good. And, yeah. and it's about changing our mindsets, about opening it up to a possibility, to the way others think, to how we can grow, change, develop, reach for something, another level of ourselves, right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> if we flip the coin, RJ, on that decision-making, what would you say is a bad decision that you've made? You know, that that's really tough because I'm, I'm one of those yes men, right? Okay. So 
there's nothing really that I've said yes to that has bit me in the ass. Okay. Sorry for the language there. But I would almost say it, it's relationships for me sometimes. It's a bad choice with some of the relationships I choose or how I decide where they rank in in okay. the hierarchy of my relationships. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's actually a strength and a weakness because I'm open to creating relationships with everybody. I t- tend to wear my heart on sleeve and I make a lot of emotional-based decisions. That makes me very approachable, very empathetic. It allows people to understand who I am, but it also opens up the possibility of me getting burned. And I have been burned and, you know, backstabbed and people that I thought I could rely on, I couldn't rely on. Or, you know, in the early days, you know, just wanting to be somebody's friend because I'm their friend, but realizing they're actually a detriment to my business or to my future. So that has actually, that is both a positive and a negative, but now it's sort of an adjustment, right? It's a learning experience. You start to understand, no, you build up a little bit of walls, a little bit of boundaries. You do a little bit heavier vetting. But in my younger years, I was very quick to open up, very quick to think everybody was my best friend or everybody right. had the same great intentions for yep. me. Yeah. So, I mean, really, that's it. And then sometimes just uh, following blindly, I guess. So, yeah, you said at the beginning, yes, man, you've said yeah. now following blindly. Those are similar. Yeah. Yes. Uh, being being captured by maybe a bigger personality or bigger profile. Uh, I mean, like you said, there's a there's a give and take to that, right? Like, what do you feel like you've gained from being that? And then I want to know what you feel like you've lost. Like, give me a specific, maybe one of those. What have I gained? Well, I've gained a lot of partnerships, a lot of great partnerships, actually. And a lot of doors have opened by being my myself, my true self and yeah. putting myself out there. And I've been burned because I've had a lot of bad partnerships. I've had a lot of partnerships that didn't work out, you know, people that maybe not pull their weight all the way and you know, I'm pulling the project through and they're gaining off my back type type deal. Yeah. Um yeah. You know, so there, there's a huge learning experience there. And that's why I say it's a strength and a weakness. You, you meet a lot of great people, but sometimes it does bite you in the butt. But everything's learning. Everything you grow from your mistakes and just look at everything as learning. 100%. I love it. What process or maybe discipline do you have now around decision making? So maybe it's a new partnership. Maybe it's a business decision. Do we advertise here? Do we not? Do we take on this project? Do we not? Like, how do you make decisions now? Well, my wife and I are very much in the business together. I am still the yes man. I see opportunities and I I want to jump in head first with a lot of different things. So she's the yin to my yang where she thinks more rationally. I'm emotional. She's more rational and methodical. So it's a perfect match. So our decision, decision making really comes from the opportunities that we find together and then sitting down and vetting it out regardless of what it is. You know, you always got to create that pros and cons list. You got to create the budget. You got to see where it fits in your financial future. And then you got to look beyond the immediate, right? Because like 
running a business, a lot of times the problem is people always see things as an expense and it's just a, a dollar amount that's taken away from the bottom line. So it's hard for them to hire that person. It's hard for them to pay for a website to be built. So a lot of people are trying to save the pennies, but missing out on the dollars because they don't want to spend up front. So that's still a difficult process. No matter who you are, you're still going to go through that and you're still going to make bad decisions and, or maybe not bad decisions, but you're still going to yeah. make decisions that may not play out the way that you see fit. Exactly. So it's just a cost of business. And that's what a lot of people have to learn. You got to learn that there is a cost to business, no matter what level you play at. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. I had the same conversation with a family member the other day and they learned that I paid a $30 fee for something and they just were flabbergasted. Oh my gosh, you let them charge you a $30 fee. And uh, I, I had to explain to them the convenience factor for me of the way that that transaction was completed. It, it allowed me to be in another place and doing multiple things at one time and $30 or $300 or $3,000 or 30,000. It just add the yeah. zero. I have to calculate those decisions in that moment of whether it's worth my time, whether it's worth the effort. Is there a return? Is this a type of thing where I'm, I'm expecting leads? Am I expecting dollars back? Am I expecting relationships? What am I, you know, what am I getting here? Because you're yeah. right. We've got, we've all got things to, to spend money on. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta be able to play those choices. Not all of them make you money. My, my best friend, to give an example, back when we were, you know, my best friend was working his first corporate job. I was still in college. And I used to ask him, I'm like, why are you going to 7-Eleven to buy those things? You know, it's like a dollar cheaper at like right. Jewel or at a grocery store. And he's like, man, it's a convenience fee. Like, yeah, this is the easiest for me. I don't have time to be driving all over town to save a couple pennies. Yeah, I, I never really understood that until, you know, you start making your own money. And I'm like, holy crap, he is right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So it's the same, no, no matter how many zeros, like you said. Yeah, the the value there is on time. And I feel like it's a huge part of this, what we call this warrior to king transition. And and we all go through it. And And a lot of my guests have already gone through it. Some are in the process of going through it. You know, that's almost like warrior king, like double, you know, I'm coming out of the daily you know, I got the blood on the sword. I'm hot and sweaty from the battle. Selfish. Yeah. Um, I can only do the X's and the O's, but but the, the, this king stage is is more so about building and and teams and leadership and mindset and right your relationships, leveraging time, leveraging resources, all these things. And so, I I calculate first: does that make sense for my time? And and if it doesn't, I ha I ha I have to say no. Otherwise, I'm doing my I, myself. A disservice. And I'll tell you, you know, the listener, um, I, I, I've been the person to fight that the longest because I'm super capable and I move fast. I can get a lot of stuff done and I can, yeah. I can do a lot of the little tasks on my way to the big tasks. I can make the big decisions and I can do the little things. I'm detailed. I'm happy. Like And if anything, that killed me for a real long time because I, I didn't want to give it away because I didn't need to give it away. So I thought, but man, time, time is, is, is everything. Yeah, exactly. That convenience convenience fee becomes no big deal. <laughs> yeah, even though the, it continues to, to continues to roll up. Oh yeah. Okay, does. I, I want to transition here, speed round. I got a couple different ways I'm going to sure. come at you, a little different. 
The first question is this. If you could take your entire business, actually multiple businesses, I know it's kind of like all conglomerate, bring yeah. it down into one trackable metric. What is it? Ooh, that, that's a tough one. I, I think you got me there. One trackable metric, one KPI for all the businesses we're in today. Yeah, if you can only pick one, it's good. It is real good. I don't know. The listener here is getting real live time. Some yeah. of my guests, like I told you ahead of time, RJ, some of my guests look ahead on the questions. Some don't. I love these moments because it's making you think and it's real. It's vulnerable. Yeah. So I, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to give us your answer. I, I'll, I'll think about it. You guys, you guys welcome the silence. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll circle, I'll circle, I'll circle back to it. How about that? Yeah. Good idea. What, what book would you recommend that a six figure business owner read? So currently, hmm. I would always say mindset and, and, you know, I have a calling yearning to that, that is just beginning out the entrepreneur or needs to get over a hump. You need to be able to tell yourself that you could do anything and make sure to snap yourself out of the fixed mindset. Yeah, it's so true. I actually agree with that. You know, like a lot of books people recommend about tactics and, and, you know, of course, marketing sales is how you grow a business from the beginning. But I'll tell you what, the hundreds of books that you and I've read together, I guarantee a lot of it of the reason why we are where we are, especially with our backgrounds, it's mindset. Yep. hundred percent. Okay. If you only had one hour each week to work on your business, how would you use that one hour to successfully run your business like you do now? Probably not working. Because that one hour to work on that business networking, it's a who, not how. You know, figuring out who's going to come into the business, help you scale the business, who's going to be the next six-figure client, seven-figure client. You got to network. You got to put yourself out there. You know, I became a million-dollar revenue business. We'll be doing a million dollars this year. I did that all through networking. None of it has been any advertising. It's right. all networking. And, yeah, uh, and I love I love what you've done too, because obviously you've done it in multiple sectors now too. You know, so it, what what can be done in in one business can be done in another. A lot of times people don't try to jump over and do it in another, but it's the same process. And so you're in the process of of multiple, you know, at this point. So I, I just think that that's it takes a certain certain desire to want to do that. It takes a certain level of crazy, if we're being honest. Yeah, it, um, it, it I can is. say that because I'm <laughs> the same boat. <laughs> yeah. It, it's tough, but all those opportunities came from networking. I definitely 100% would not be anywhere close to where I am if it wasn't for networking. From the guys I work with, the, the partners I have on the syndications, the accessibility that the cannabis deal, it all came from networking, being genuine, being who I am. And, you know, like I said, taking advantage of the, of the opportunities when they present themselves. Okay. What's that one metric that you're going to dwindle the entire business down into? Oh man. See, I, I wanted to cop out and say networking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, so the way that we look at our businesses is the cash on cash return, just how much you're investing into the business versus how much returns you're getting based on that investment. And it yeah. could be, even if it doesn't cash flow today, maybe the overall equity multipliers on the exit. So I'm thinking very much like a real estate prof professional right now, you know, purchasing, acquiring, stabilizing, what are the cash flows? And then what are your overall IRRs on the building? 
So maybe it's internal rate of return. There you go. That's good. You're not married to it. You can change it, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to get the mindset of of a of a growing entrepreneur. And and you'd be surprised. A lot of different answers. Last question for you, RJ. Are you ready? Yeah. Hit me. If you lost it all, what would you do? Would you know I'd take some time to myself, make sure that I was comfortable with the losses, comfortable with myself, not the losses. The losses are already lost, right? So make sure that I was in a healthy spot and that I reflected on the situation to understand what I did wrong and why it was lost and then rebuild an empire bigger and better based on the mistakes that I made. So, and that all goes to self-reflection, learning off your mistakes, and then continuing with the positive mindset telling yourself that you can rebuild, you can build something bigger, you could be do something better. And then, you know, just getting the support from your, from the people that actually support you, because sometimes there's snakes in disguise. Yeah. Lots of what, snakes in disguise or wolves in sheepskin, right? Is yeah, the same. exactly. So I, I just so appreciate that perspective and just that little sign off there. I want to give you one more opportunity here because you're you're literally right now you're you're on a run rate in a whole new business, yeah, to do seven figures like you just said a few minutes ago, and I just so appreciate that. I, that was the first thing, one of the very first things I said to you when we when we hopped on the call here before we hit the recording button, is that when when someone not only sees an opportunity, I'm already doing a thing. And and the opportunity doesn't have to be like so starkly different like I did. In fact, I wouldn't recommend that. What RJ did is he just he did it, did it in a similar vein, right? Now I'm I'm definitely more like RJ where I'm I'm trying to find new opportunities in similar veins. But he saw an opportunity and then he's run with it. He's developed this whole other company just like you, the listener. Right now, you're trying to build this seven-figure business. You have already a run rate to complete it. You know you're going to get it done. What's the one thing you leave the listener with inside of this endeavor? Right. What's the one thing that you leave them with that they may or may not have so that they too can build that seven figure business? So it's a cop out, but it's never giving up. It's been the consistent theme of our message. It's your mindset, learning from your mistakes, and never giving up. It's a whole cartoon that's actually, it's been a big proponent of my life lately of the, the miner who's about to strike you know, mm-hmm. all the diamonds and he gives up and walks away. And the minor, the cartoon of the minor blooms full, full steam ahead. And he's about to hit that gold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to add one thing on there because you're so right. Especially guys that, you know, most likely are listening today. Maybe you've only been in business a year, two, three, five, eight, yeah. less than 9% of all businesses do a million dollars or more in revenue. And a lot of what RJ is talking about right now, the stick to get it done is what makes it happen. Obviously, there's a whole lot of mindset and practicality and tactics that you need in there as well. But I just want to I just want to encourage you that that you're right. It's sometimes it's about time. Sometimes it's just one relationship away. All of these these mindsets, the 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 minor there in the in the cartoon that I've, I mean, I've seen that meme, you know, yeah. the the reason why the guy at the bottom is full steam ahead is because he has a different expectation. The guy above, he has, and we ha- and we find this in different forms in our life, in our relationship with our wives or, or our spouses, and in the relationships in our teams. If our expectation is different than what's happening, frustration, 
hitting the wall. I'm tired. I'm burnout. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I've lost the grace. Like all of these things that fill our language or our emotions, it's just because our expectation was wrong. And so if I change my expectation to rather than becoming a millionaire this year, like, oh my gosh, Chaz has on all these guests and they're all doing million or millions or, you know, yeah. hundreds of millions, some of these guests, I got to go do it tomorrow. And it's like, that's yeah. the wrong expectation. So change your expectation, change your mindset, as RJ says. Absolutely. And, and yeah. keep plowing. Keep, keep moving forward, guys. RJ, how can the listener connect with you? I am very active on Facebook. So just my name, RJ DeLeon. I'm also on LinkedIn, RJ DeLeon. And my email is contact at ejcpartners.com. Perfect, man. I just so appreciate everything that you've given here today out of your free will and just the ability to want to give back. So thank you. We wish you nothing but success and blessing and your family and all your, all your endeavors. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.